Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome back to the Speaking Podcast. This is a special version as uh, that IRS and New Jersey deadline looming. Your state's taxes are due, your federal taxes are due. So today, special episode of Hashtag Speaking Taxes. I want to bring in my friend Jack Tenari, who's a CPA. He's been doing my taxes for years, and he represents an outstanding family company based in New Jersey and New York, the CSI Group. Jack, Welcome back. Good to see you. Good to see you, Bill. Always a pleasure. Are you ready to so, talk tax? We're talking taxes, Jack. So we got to jump right in. Um, every, first things first, I think there's a lot of confusion. Governor uh, Murphy announced that stimulus checks are not going to be taxed by the state of New Jersey. We heard that. Um, but that may not be the case in other states. And that may not necessarily be the case uh, with federal taxes. Or is it? What do people need to know if they received that stimulus check last year? Well, it's good news. The stimulus check is not taxable to the federal government and it's not taxable to New Jersey. So that's very good news. Uh, if you live in a different state, yes, I would look it up. It's probably very readily available. Most of the states I have looked at have also followed the federal suit of not being taxable, but um, always double check if you live in uh, certain states. Um, um, for example, unemployment is taxable in a lot of states and in a lot of states it's not taxable. So definitely be state specific, but the good news is uh, Governor Murphy has decided not to tax them. So that's a fantastic thing. But I do want people to know when they come down and sit down with me, one of the first questions I ask is, how much stimulus check, uh, how much in stimulus did you receive? And they said, well, I thought it was non-taxable. I said, it is non-taxable. But the problem is if you did not collect it and your income went down in 2020 from 2019 and they based your stimulus check on 2019, I can go back retroactively and pick up the rest of the stimulus check that you were due based on the drop in your income. So having the amount of stimulus when you prepare your return is very important because you may be picking up back stimulus that you're entitled to. So what you're saying is you could literally, if you got, let's say, a $300 check, but your income dropped, you can actually go back in with the help of you as a CPA and, and get someone the rest of the money, the difference. Could be a couple hundred bucks, could be more, um, but that's one of the things that you can do. I don't think a lot of people know that, Jack. And, and with that count, I guess it doesn't matter because it's not taxable. So whether it counts this year or last year, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, yes. So, and that's exactly right of what you said. We go back, we ensure that you're collecting the correct amount of stimulus, which will be the higher of the 29, based on the 2019 or the 2020, whichever one was higher. So if your income went up in 2020, you do not have to pay back the stimulus, but if it went down, we can, we can collect more. And that's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. There's one more very interesting fact about the stimulus check. The first two stimulus checks, if you are claimed as a dependent, you the child that is being claimed or the person being claimed was not eligible for a stimulus check. For the first two checks, we have a lot of college students here that their parents claim them. And some of the college students claim themselves. So their friends are all yelling at each other that I got my stimulus check. And some people, I didn't. Why? Because my, my father, mother, or my parents claimed me. Mm -hmm. Well, when you come into our firm, what we do is we do an analysis on that. Is it better for the child to claim themselves with the stimulus check? Or is it better for the parents? Because keep in mind, most children, uh, or I, 
young adults, I should say, they're in college, they um, they have some income, but never enough to be taxable. They make 10,000, they make 5,000. So we always have them on the parents' return because the parents are gonna claim the college credits, okay? Well, with the stimulus package in play and a lot of children getting, or young adults getting unemployment, I could pick up four or $5,000 on a child's return and it doesn't make as big of a difference on the parents. What, what age, Jack? Like, I mean, 21, 22, yeah. 19, what, what, what's the age? Um, basically anybody over, you know, 18 and over, uh, 18 and over, they're in college, they're working, okay? They really need to take a look or work with their family. Is it better to claim the child to claim themselves or is it better for the parents? So you could still claim that 20-year-old. You still can, yes. Because if I claim the 20-year-old, the first two stimulus checks you lost for the child, but I also picked up an American Opportunity Credit for 2500 which is more. Plus, I claim them as a dependent and I claim them for Jersey. So the tax benefit on the parent's return could be in excess of $3,000 where the child may only pick up eighteen. In that case, you would claim the child on the parent's return. And does okay. that count with the child tax credits that you can get? Uh, yes, the child tax credit would be the 500. But the interesting thing about the new stimulus check, the IRS says we don't want all these kids just filing for stimulus. The new stimulus check, the parents can are getting the 1400 if they're over the age. Uh -huh. They swapped it around because us accountants this year, when we're filing the return, we're taking the stimulus checks, the college credits, the child tax credits in consideration. And I can look at a return for three minutes and say, okay, this is the best way to go. And a lot of people that file on their own, their kids are filing themselves, they're filing themselves. They're really not, it would be better for a, a, a parent to file the return, give, the, give their kids $1,200 the extra that they're getting and you still get $1,800 extra. <laughs> or give the kids $1,800 right. in their pockets if they wanted to do that. So what happens is with these stimulus checks, it's a part of the equation of, you know, uh, of college, child tax credits, how much stimulus are they gonna get, going to get, okay? So it's very interesting. It's not as easy. And there's a lot of other curveballs that are coming so into this. Let, let's talk about that, Jack, because you've been doing this a long time and you know, you've been doing my taxes for my wife and I, and you know, uh, you're as knowledgeable as anyone what are some of the pitfalls for someone who goes online and we don't have to name any companies, but there are plenty of these accounting firms that offer do your own taxes. You know, you pay 30, 40 bucks for each filing. If you file in multiple States, et cetera, but you're basically on your own plugging the numbers you get from your employer, those W2s into, uh, into the computer system. And then I, I can tell you just to share with the, with the audience that, one of the main reasons that I get my taxes done professionally, other than our friendship and your expertise, I didn't realize how much I was costing myself. I used to do it on my own. And I remember going to that first time, I don't know, five, six years ago, saying, I cannot believe how the system doesn't really prompt you for all the right answers. And it was thousands of dollars that, uh, that I was overpaying. I'm going to give you one example. The CARES Act put into play that that people can pull out of their 401ks, their IRAs, not pay a penalty, and they have the opportunity to spread it over three years. Well, TurboTax, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, whatever, you know, these software programs, whether it's uh, right. any online program, what's gonna happen here is it's not gonna tell you to spread that out over three years or take it in one year. 
What I do when you come in is I look at it and say, if we spread it over uh, three years, this is what your liability is. And and here's another thing. A lot of people have to unfortunately pull out of their 401ks. What they're doing is they're saying, all right, I'm going to spread it out or I'm not going to spread it out. I want to pay it all at once. Well, if they don't spread it out, maybe it goes over the one sixty. $160,000 mark, now you're not getting the stimulus checks, the new stimulus checks, okay? Because well, ah, it adds your income. Right, because you, you increased your income. Maybe you lose the, the college credits for your children. So, so, Jack, let's say somebody pulls out enough money, puts them over the threshold, what is it, $99,000, up to 99000 a year. Now they are showing an income of, let's say, one hundred and five because they pulled 20000 out of their 401k, they didn't get a stimulus check. Is that something that when you divide it up, you can go back in? Well, exactly. So it lowers your adjusted, it lowers your adjusted gross income for that year. So we can fool around with that numbers. Also, the software programs also tell you that you have three years to pay this back. So a lot of times I'm dividing them up because my clients are saying, well, I just put it there because I thought the world was going to end and I wouldn't be able to get my money. Now we have up to three years to pay it back. So if next year I have a client now that, that owes money and, and they have 33000 extra income, they still have the money in the bank, and they say, hey, dump some of this back into your IRA. You lower your taxable income. Now, you, once again, you know, your income is higher. We can also control the taxable event. So in, not in every case we'd want to spread it out, but we do do the analysis on that. And when you're doing it on your own, you don't have that person advising you of that. Mm -hmm. What's another pitfall? I mean, what do you what do you find is the most common when people come to you after they've been doing their own taxes online uh, using whatever software company it is, and then they come back to you? What's what's a a, a big mistake that you easily identify? Yes. Yeah, so. Um, the biggest thing is people fall asleep on New Jersey. That's the biggest mistake that I find. And I'm going to give you an example. Everybody now, when you look at your, your W-2, there's medical expenses that you pay through work. Well, those expenses are pre-tax for the federal, but they're post-tax for New Jersey. So when I go in, the first thing I look for is whether they picked up their medical expenses, because people do not realize that the threshold for reporting medical expenses on New Jersey is only 2%. And on the federal, it's higher, but you also break standard deduction, which is impossible, and that tax is, is pre-tax. So a lot of the software programs do a better job when people put input into the federal program to come out with decent. But I usually find the errors on New Jersey more so, hmm. and people are leaving hundreds of dollars on the table each year by not picking up their medical expenses properly from New Jersey. But the problem is when you look at your W-2, Bill, if you go look at your W-2, chances are it doesn't say medical expenses anywhere. We know between the difference of wages between New Jersey and the federal, how much to pick up to put into medical expenses. Then you add your out-of-pocket on top of that, and it could be a sizable uh, refund, and people are amazed. And they say, well, the answer is, well, the program didn't ask me that. I said, well, yeah. <laughs> didn't ask you that <laughs> you know you have to know right that. you know and uh to me the um the other part of it is most people come to me when they come with a strange situation okay uh and 
the program, there's more than one way they can go. But the program is not there to answer your questions that, how do you say, that can go either way. They're not there to make decisions for you. They're there to just input the numbers. So if you're going to input, once again, like the three years spread out on the IRA, the program's not going to ask. It may ask you, do you want to spread out over three years? But you don't know if that's the best answer for you. So really that's a great point. Even if it prompts you for it, you have no way of knowing if that's the right thing to do. Correct. And then it doesn't necessarily tell you that you can put it back. So back to the example, a guy making $80,000 a year, worried he's going to lose his job, pulls his $30,000 life savings out of his IRA, and now he's at 110, so he doesn't get a stimulus check, and he's going to get banged for the taxes on that as if he made $110,000. Now, under the CARES Act, he's not going to have to incur the penalty for the early withdrawal, correct? Correct. But then the, the prompts won't necessarily tell you that at the end of year one, if you keep your job and you didn't spend that money, you can put, let's say you spent five, you can put 20, 25 back into the IRA and you got no problem. It lowers your income. Well, let's let's take it one step further. Now you have two children in college. At $80,000 of income, you're getting 5,000 in child tax credits plus the income tax rate, which is, let's say, uh, you know, 20, let's say he's at 22% tax mm -hmm. bracket. Okay. Well, now you just lost $5,000 plus 22% of the 30. If you don't, if you put it back in the tax rate between 80 and 90,000 for a single person or head of household person, is almost 50% because you're losing when you have two children. So these are the things when I look at a tax return, if you're a married couple, it will be between 160 and 180 and you have children in college. All right. You lose a lot of money. Their tax rate is almost, 50% because it's a 25% wow. in that $20,000 plus you have your tax rate plus you have New Jersey and if you're in a 22% tax bracket 47 plus New Jersey is actually over 50% that $20,000 so 50% of your income you're making $180,000 a year as a joint uh, married filing jointly mm -hmm. correct yeah in that, if you have two children in college right so now how much of an impact Jack and I don't want to mean this to be political, but how much of an impact is that state portion? I mean, I've got a lot of friends who've decided they're going to spend 181 days outside of New Jersey and they're going to camp out in Florida. And uh, there's no income tax in the state of Florida. That is actually a very interesting question. I have most of my clients that are doing that. And, and this is where people, this is, this, I love this topic because I get this asked all the time. Jack, I'm going to be 183 days out of New Jersey, yeah. 184 days, whatever. I'm more than half a year in Florida. I says, great. I says, hey, you have a house in New Jersey. Yeah, I have a house in New Jersey. I want to be a Florida resident. I said, when did you buy your house in New Jersey? I bought it in 1999. How much did you pay for it? 200000 What is that house worth today? It's worth 500000 Okay, great. I said, now, when did you buy your house in Florida? I bought it two years ago. All right, well, there's no capital gain there, and eventually they're going to end there. I said, you're going to pay more taxes to New Jersey. And let's just say you're going to pay um, $3,000 in tax. But if you make yourself a Florida resident for more than three years and you go to sell your New Jersey tax, you're going to have to pay capital gains tax on your New Jersey house. So no kidding. Why? Because it becomes an investment, a second house? Correct, which there's no <laughs> residence gain exclusion. So I warn my clients, that is make sure and now if they bought their new jersey house last year you know maybe there's not a lot of gain but you open yourself up to paying large capital gains taxes to both the federal and new jersey 
Wow. That is absolutely something no one considers. Nobody, unless they talk to me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do you find, though, a lot of clients are, are getting out of New Jersey? because What is it, a 10% now and it's going up? As far as New Jersey uh, taxes, well, we, we don't know where the taxes are. We know the taxes are going to go up. I find that a lot of people have some sort of an exit plan unless they have grandchildren here. When the, yeah. right? So, and that's really the, and a lot of people say, well, I'm going to sell my New Jersey home. I'll move to out of state, wherever it is. Okay. And then maybe I'll rent the place here for a few months a year during the summer and it'll be a lot cheaper. Um, but just be careful when you move to other states. And I say this to all my clients, this is every state has a budget. They just collect the taxes differently. So if you go to North Carolina, all right, their gas tax may be higher. Their real estate taxes may be less, but believe it or not, North Carolina's retirement income tax is higher than New Jersey's. Okay. Wow. Because if you retire in New Jersey and your income aside from social security is under a hundred thousand, you have a pension exclusion. Very few of my clients when they retire are paying income tax in New Jersey. Their big beef is the real estate taxes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you can get a smaller house with less real estate taxes, you can actually live and I have a lot of clients say in, in the Ocean County area that the mm -hmm. real estate is two, three, four thousand dollars. It's actually cheaper to live in New Jersey for them than it is in Florida. Because of the taxes on retirement income. No kidding. What are you finding with young people? I mean, I'm sure you get that. You know, you and I have had this conversation with my daughter living in London. My son headed off to college. He hasn't picked uh, yet where he's going to attend, but uh, but he's got a pretty good idea of narrowing it down. And, um, you know, the idea of them coming back to New Jersey, there's this feeling that, oh, it's got to be cheaper and more opportunities somewhere else. How much of the tax burden in this state has in, has impacted the opportunity from your perspective as a, an expert on taxes? I'm, I'm going to go to, I always joke around. It says there's got to be a reason why they, when you leave New Jersey, you always pay the tax, but it's free to get in, right? Just about every bridge, <laughs> you pay when you leave, right? You go to Lincoln Tunnel, you pay when you leave, you don't pay to get in. Right. Um, I find that what's happening is the children are staying wherever they go to college. Hmm. But that's the biggest thing. And once they're in North Carolina, things are cheaper, meaning that, you know, a home is cheaper, getting yeah. started cheaper. Their internships are cheaper. But I think the biggest factor may not be the tax. It may be the fact that most companies have left New Jersey. So if you want to work with a company, and I'm going to give you uh, uh, one of my clients got laid off. He didn't get laid off. He says, hey, you could work for us, but you got to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. We don't want to fire you. We love you. And he's like, well, I don't want to leave New Jersey. My wife is here. My kids are here. Right. But I'm finding the kids are leaving more so because the jobs are leaving. The good jobs are leaving. Yeah. Okay. And the companies but are moving. You, you touched on something, Jack, and this is confusing. It always confused me. But um, our, our dear friend, Peter Greco, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, founder of this great company, he and his wife, Sandra, uh, father figure to so many people. Uh, I remember him telling me it was either on a radio show or in a conversation over taxes that you got to challenge that uh, real estate transfer tax at the end, that that so-called exit tax. Okay. Right? So exit tax, not the transfer tax, the exit tax. Uh, can you explain how that works? Because people are confused. It, it shows up in the closing documents and they're like, oh, I guess I got to pay another three grand, four grand, whatever it is. Exactly. So let me explain the exit tax. And it goes back to a conversation that. Earlier, if your home, if you live out of state, 
okay? And you go to sell a home. New Jersey does not want to chase you to Florida, Arkansas, Alabama. So they're going to hold the tax up front, and then you have to file an income tax return, okay? So what happens is when people move out of state, the attorneys, okay, that handle this, they don't, it's the most misunderstood tax. The exit tax is actually an income tax. And you only have income tax on a house when you sell a home that's either not your primary residence or your gain is over either the 250 single or the $500,000 gain for a, um, a, a married couple. Which would be profit, right? I mean, if I bought it for two and sold it for eight, that's gain. Great, that's gain. So if I buy it for four and I sell it for eight, and, and I'm married, that doesn't count. It doesn't, right. So, so if you're married and you have a $300,000 gain on your house and you're moving out of your Jersey house, it was your primary residence, okay, and you move to Florida, when you put the closing documents on there, what's going to happen is they're going to see a address out of state. They're going to want to charge the exit tax. What you right. need is an attorney, like Peter's son, Robert Greco, who's a CPA and an attorney. You need an attorney that understands the tax law and say, no, no, no. This was his primary residence. There is no tax in Jersey. We're exempt right. from paying the exit tax. Now, what happens if people, that they all of a sudden they're listening to this podcast, they're like, crap, I moved to, I, I put aside five grand, three grand, whatever it is. How do they get it back? Okay. So you actually have to file an income tax return the following year if it was non-taxable. And we run into this all the time. Wow. Attorneys withhold it because the people put their South Carolina address, you know, maybe they moved a month earlier. They're truly, it's still a primary, it was their primary resident. It it qualifies for the primary residence exclusion, but the attorneys still, because they don't know the tax law, they still withhold the tax. Then uh, next year, they have to wait till next year okay to file income tax return now there are ways to get it earlier you can file earlier but by the time you file the forms in new jersey and they actually look at it and send it to you it's actually easier to file the return at the end of the year but i've had situations where fifteen thousand dollars being held if you wow. don't want to wait a whole year right to go get the fifteen thousand, so it's a lot of money it's a lot of money it's a lot of money so your team though can handle all of this up front the best thing to do is call you first Always. Right. Always. I, the worst statement I hate to tell a client is I wish you called me. <laughs> That's tough. Right. Because yeah. Everything that happens, whether you're taking out of retirement plans, whether you're moving, whether you're buying something, sometimes it's just a better way to do it. Okay. More tax efficient way to do it. How much work does an uh, uh, individual filer, a family, a husband and wife, how much do they need to prepare before they come and see you? I always ask a couple of things. I say, listen, always have your 2019 return with you. Number one, we want to take a look at it, but it, mm-hmm. is, it is the transcript for us to see what your income was in the previous years. Then I say, gather all your income components, whether it's a W-2, uh, interest statements, uh, 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 stock sales, have that all together. Business income, IRA distributions, social security, have your income statements together. And then the same thing with your deductions. If you own a house, the mortgage interest, the real estate taxes. The biggest thing that people always come to me, new clients, he says, I didn't bring my medical. Why? I don't reach the deduction. I says, yeah, you do. You do for New Jersey. Okay. Then I say, well, I don't need charity. No, you do need charity. Why? Because the first $300 now in 2020 is deductible. 
And next year in 21, the first $600 is deductible on the front page of the return. So even though people don't itemize where they, most people get their income together correctly. I say, give me everything. Tell your medical, give me your real estate taxes. I know it's limited to 10,000. And what do you mean by medical? Medical insurance premiums or actual out-of-pocket expenses? All the above. Dental, people always forget the dentist. The dentist will get you worse than anybody, okay? <laughs> so the dental bills, the prescriptions, your out-of-pocket medical, if it's through the company, we can get it from the W-2s. But if you pay COBRA on the side or you're paying it, you're retired, you're paying it yourself. Long-term care insurance is deductible as medical. So people always fall asleep on New Jersey. And the biggest one is, well, I can only write off 10000 of my real estate taxes on my primary residence. I said, yeah, it's 10000 for the federal, but it's 15000 for New Jersey. It's 15000 in New Jersey. So right so they um so what happened is people fall asleep i find on new jersey more so than they do on the federal it's not, i don't think okay and they don't go to law about that a lot of times and, and cost wise you know one of the things that uh, I, i've talked to you guys about it's it's uh, it comes about in line with what people are going to pay online you can you're, you're going to find some similar pricing well here's the thing i look at it this way your time is worth money and I always joke around because after people try to do TurboTax or you know the, the platform, whoever, right, whatever the online thing is, online programs, they, you know. So what happens is if they don't like the results, either they try to change them themselves and get themselves in trouble, or they says, you know what, I just need to see somebody. Now when they come into me, now if I input everything exactly the way they are, it's not going to be a change in return, obviously. But there's always little nuances because the programs don't go through them that we're going to pick up in addition and you said about cost everybody's time is worth money so if you're going to spend an entire weekend you're still going to pay for the program and you spend an entire weekend with everything all over your dining room table okay? yeah i've done it i know <laughs> worth to you. how much is that worth to you right and that's another and that's the part that people don't know they don't value their own time and you know it's done correctly and every return we prepare is double checked by another accountant before we e-file it. They go through the numbers because listen, the only person who thinks I'm perfect is my mom. Okay, <laughs> and you know the stories about my mom. Okay, so that's another. You know, I will tell you about uh, the story about how she kicked Larry Bird. That's another story for another. That'll be the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's another. That's the next podcast. The Larry yeah. Bird story. Okay, wow. which I found out recently, but that's another story. But but what ends up happening? You have to value your time as well as the cost of the program. You know, and the, and the value of the refund potentially. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Jack. This is a wealth of information. I will definitely have you back on. What I'd like to do uh, at a future conversation is talk about uh, estate planning and how people plan for their uh, elderly relatives. You know, uh, mom and dad are getting up there in age. How you handle that? What you guys do? So, I'd love to kind of set that up maybe after tax season's done. And, and have that conversation over the summer as people are starting to, um, you know, deal with aging family members. You know what? I agree 100%. It's uh, like the exit tax, gift tax laws and trust and things of that nature are very misunderstood and people mm -hmm. don't get the right information of what's appropriate to them. So I'll yeah. be happy when you're ready. We'll do the next podcast. Great. Don't get your tax info from Twitter. Get it from a professional, right? Yes. <laughs> Except when I tweet this link out. That's different. All right, Jack, always great to see you. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you. And uh, best to, uh, to everybody in the family. We'll, uh, we'll loop around very, very soon.
Thanks, Jack. Always a